Hello, Asalaamu Alaikum everybody, hope you're all safe, sound and healthy and I'm back because this time we're going to sort of talk about a few details. Um, why is it that we insist or I insist that whatever you hear from the mainstream media, especially after the elections, is going to be a lie if they say that one, there was no real turnout um, or two, that there was a huge turnout and in either case, they say that Nawaz Sharif or Zardari is elected. Understand that that is a lie. Why? Because first of all, we need to now sort of do a little bit of a recap in order to understand the situation. Um, although many people have done that, but as I said, essentially they do it in Urdu because they have to obviously make the people of Pakistan um, understand. So obviously they will communicate in the language of the people. But in my case, the reason I'm speaking in English is because I want that those people who are out of Pakistan and who are not necessarily fluent in Urdu, that they also need to understand the situation before they get fed lies by the Western media or by our own mainstream media. Okay, so first of all, you need to understand one thing. Um, keeping the statistics in mind, they would probably claim that because nine to 10,000 PTI workers are illegally arrested as of now, even now, okay? As we know, many of them have undergo undergone illegal trials in the military courts. Uh, for the false flag operation of 9th May. So that is one factor. The other factor is that even now as we speak, um, candidates that are opposing Mariam Nawaz and candidates that are opposing Jahangir Tareen um, are very, very mysteriously disappearing every single time. They disappear, then they reappear, then they withdraw. But now here's one thing you need to understand that will counter it. Number one, we have 313 women candidates for the first time in our history after God knows when, um, or probably never, really. I mean, if I'm not counting the actual foundation of Pakistan, then this is the first time in history that we have had a large number of women candidates come up. And this, remember, is what I've talked about, how our men are actually right now in behind the scenes and our women are actually coming up in front fighting the illegal acts of the establishment despite the fact that the women have actually faced much worse than the men but they're standing their ground as opposed to a lot of men who like cowards basically just you know got swayed or did their press conferences or whatever it is but the women despite all the hardships despite the sexual assaults despite the threats of sexual assaults um, of the women of all ages have stood their ground, even though many of them are actually still in jail. But even though they're still in jail because everybody knows it's illegal, so yes, many of them are still contesting the elections. Remember that. So we have 313 women candidates for the first time, and PTI again. Now, here's another thing so PTI is not allowed to campaign for the elections, but now remember, um, I think yesterday was the last day anyway for campaigning, and PTI did its share of campaigning. As we know, it tried virtual campaigning, which the government tried to clamp down on by shutting down the internet. Then they did uh, a door to door campaign, by the way, then um, as opposed to Nawaz Sharif, who was calling people up and saying, You have to vote for me. Um, PTI actually was just calling its own workers. Remember, every party has a list of their voters. PTI being more organized than others has a, a, a complete list. And all they did was basically call, first of all, uh, they made two to three types of calls. 
one of the calls was to ensure that their voters know exactly who the confirmed candidates are and what their symbols are because as we know the mainstream media did not give that information and the government and the election commission of pakistan and the judges um and the army and the establishment they, and the law enforcement they all worked together to basically um fabricate information to provide misinformation disinformation to lie basically through through their teeth um about candidates dropping out or candidates withdrawing and this and that so um to clarify this confusion first of all the pti candidates their members their team members their workers they took steps in their own constituencies to call up their voters um and to make sure that the voters know exactly who they're voting for who the candidate is and what their symbol is second they worked hard by um again ensuring that their voters who have been displaced from their original polling stations that they be facilitated by at least finding out exactly which polling station they're supposed to be going to uh number 3 they created a portal which the government kept on trying to close down and that portal again if you're still confused you can just type in your constituency and you get your candidate and you get the symbol you get all the details the relevant details for the elections um then they also furthermore called their voters to confirm um very politely if they indeed were still voting or not unlike the uh you know the nawaz sharif people who were calling us saying you have to vote they were not saying you have to vote they were asking you that uh are you still with us and do you still plan to vote so there's a huge difference <clears throat> in approach here okay so despite the fact that yes as we said um now imran khan they have tried to disqualify him for life they've tried to disqualify shah mehmood qureshi for life um to hold public office but remember they disqualified nawaz sharif and he's still here um then <clears throat> they the rigging that they're doing as 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 i've mentioned in my previous episodes the rigging that they've been doing um to ensure that that people's party and uh PMLN which is Nawaz's group and JUI which is Maulana Fazlur Rahman Maulana Diesel's group that they come into power um they have no control over Balochistan and KPK and the northern areas <coughs> which is always where PTI does always gain strong foothold um that is their you know that is their territory that is PTI territory 100% and those people are not like um the people of Sindh or Punjab where you can very easily get away with rigging also because i guess the population is lesser than punjab so that's again a, a problem see that is uh, one of the reasons you rule punjab you rule pakistan as we say because punjab is supposed to be the king of uh, you know of elections in other words because of the population it is the largest province in pakistan you need to understand that so uh, when they they everybody uh in politics every time the whole concentration is get punjab you get punjab you get pakistan punjab is also basically pti's territory but now this is a place because as i said because of the large population the the pockets you know the remote regions the pockets there in because of that you know rigging is very very possible and always has been done despite the fact that the people of punjab are right now extremely peed off extremely peed off um they have lashed out at maryam nawaz they have lashed out at um 
what's his name, Nawaz Sharif, they have lashed out at uh, Zardari. For People's Party, to be honest, in Punjab, there is never a place. Uh, for a very long time, there was never a place. Although people claim that in the southern Punjab, they do have a place, but that is actually not a place that they have. It's basically a place that is always given to them, if you know what I mean. So, you know, these seats that they do manage to hold in southern Punjab are usually given to them. It's always part of a deal. Um, so, yeah, you need to keep that in mind. Okay, so pre-poll rigging is already going on, but expect rigging on the polling day. Okay. Um, also, remember, we have an FPPS system that so that is, you know, uh, the thanks to the British, actually, even America has the system, but the problem with and even India, but the problem with the system is, is that this is actually what makes rigging so easy. Um, for any reason, if you just suddenly, you know, close down the whole process, then anybody can emerge as a winner, even though he doesn't actually have the vast majority of the votes. And this is how actually you can compromise a prime minister's position as they did with Imran Khan last time in 2018, where he actually won and it was overwhelming votes, but they managed to cripple him by not giving him a two-thirds majority. So that is what counts at the end of the day. Um, so because of that, you know, as we know, uh, seats, votes get compromised and you can very easily tamper with the whole result. Um, then also, uh, remember, there is tampering of the electronic management system, which already the ROs have raised issues about. They have complained about it, that, they're, they're, that they can see that there is some remote accessing and tampering and hacking of the electronic management system. So we know that the army is already in place there, that they have their hands on the electronic management system, which means massive scale rigging will begin. And then, you know, uh, now their their biggest fear is that despite all the rigging, despite everything, although they have managed to cripple the overseas Pakistanis as well, as we know, they did not allow Imran Khan to pass the bill where overseas Pakistanis could vote from abroad. Um, so many Pakistanis actually have come to Pakistan to vote. But again, they will try their best to restrict the incoming, um, you know, the incoming uh numbers number of people you know from abroad to vote so those who are already here or those who have come you know that's the best that can happen um now <clears throat> why still the fear of turnout because understand this um like we have ninety thousand polling stations okay and we don't have enough manpower to control these stations or to do a crowd control of every single station, right? Plus, you know, there are the added stations that have been made specifically for women in the northern areas and in the remote areas so that women can freely come and vote because they're very conservative and they might not like to mix and mingle with male voters in, you know, uh, a co-ed uh, voting booth. So basically they have actually even arranged polling stations in those areas for just for women. Okay, so you have 90,000 polling stations and you don't have enough manpower to control that. So if the turnout comes to be more than what they're used to. Now, remember, they're used to 26%, 36%, 35%. Okay, um, the first ever uh, humongous percentage of voting was uh, in, seven, in the 70s, which, remember, resulted in a Bhutto... Um, sort of committing an illegal act of trying to um, 
you know, reject those votes. And, you know, it, it, it ended up in basically Pakistan getting divided into Bangladesh and Pakistan, right? So after that, you know, people had just completely lost trust of the system. They had lost trust of everything. And so the voting turnout had always been very low. But again, the first time since then, the, the turnout increased to um, 40 to 45 percent, almost 50 percent, between 40 and 50 percent um, in the 2018 elections, which Imran Khan won. So now we have a lot of first time voters, right? Even then, there were a lot of first time voters. Um, you know, for Imran Khan, that the which made Imran, which made it possible for Imran Khan to win, and now once again, <clears throat> a new generation has started, and the the these this generation makes up of forty percent. Okay, so it makes up of forty percent at least. Um, and again, the this generation is the generation that is independent of any um, you know tribal connections or you know any links with any politicians. So they are hundred percent. Uh, independent and free and so nobody knows which way they're going to vote but most of them again of those 40 percent most of them have said that they are pro Imran Khan so there you have it again right so if if the voter turnout goes even to 50 and above um, the the establishment is screwed basically so despite all the rigging they will have a problem OK, um, so they want that the turnout should remain low. They want that it should remain between 30 and 40. This is why. Remember, I said that you should look out for terrorist incidents as well. So in, it's funny how they keep on um, targeting Deir Ismail Khan. First in December, they targeted the military base in Deir Ismail Khan. And now they targeted the police station in Deir Ismail Khan. And each time under the pretext of terrorist activities and very neatly blaming um, Taliban and you know uh, it's very funny how America always seems to find um, you know uh, Al-Qaeda very useful in the sense that every time Al-Qaeda Al dies and then they raise it up from the dead in order to use it to their benefit every single time so the dead Al-Qaeda that doesn't even exist is suddenly now once again alive well and kicking and uh, you know working with the ta Taliban to um conduct terrorist activities in pakistan kudos kudos there america seriously how seriously how stupid do you think the world is i don't know you're extremely stupid that you think that the world is stupid but okay then you know uh they are also there, there's this gallup survey that people are quoting saying that 70 percent of uh, people of pakistan are saying that they have no trust in the vote uh vote in the system and so you know that basically trying to say that you know 70 percent of the population probably will not even turn out to vote but actually it's the opposite again <clears throat> as i said that listen if we cannot either we boycott the elections as a nation right if we are not ready to do that then as a nation we need to vote you understand so despite the fact that personally i would love to boycott the elections but if i'm seeing that the majority of the people have decided that no they're going to vote and if um, if only if only to just, you know, follow Imran Khan and PTI for all their hard work, <clears throat> all the hard work that they're doing and all that they're facing, <clears throat> if they think that this is the best way we can help them, then yes, um, the nation would go out and vote. So in that case, even though personally I would love to boycott the elections, I will not boycott the elections again, because as I said, we need to move as a nation. That is my biggest problem is when we don't move as a nation. So if if we boycott the elections, we should boycott it as a nation. 
And if we don't, then please, let's just go and vote simply as a nation. That's as simple as that. Because, as I said, the more the turnout, the, the, the lesser the chances of them having complete control over the election, complete control over the results. You know, they will have to give way at some point which again can just result in a mess as it did last time, that you will still have a coalition government and you will still have a lot of people that are going to try to overpower PTI if they don't get their majority. Yes, but still, it will help us in the way that, you know, that, that concrete uh, steps that I'm talking about again and again, that how, how can we make sure that we topple the government if it's not the right government? So yes, this is where actually this can help because if there's a large turnout, we vote, right? Then we get, at least we get um, a hodgepodge of, of uh, you know, an election result. Um, that is to our advantage. Why? Because then nobody will have a complete grip. You see, you understand America, its minions will not have a grip on our system. The state managers will not have a grip, um, but the people, the people will have a grip. And with that, we can, as I said, you don't, we're not that nice of a people. Have you ever seen any government complete its tenure in Pakistan? No, not a single one. So what makes you think that after doing all this, you are actually going to stay in power? You're not. We give you one year max and one year, we're just going to topple you all over again. So I, again, as I said, I know America needs just one year. One year is more than enough for America to wreak havoc in Pakistan. But still, it we still will have a grip on stuff. Right? Now, speaking of the disappearing candidates, uh, Jangir Tareen, which everybody is extremely, extremely disappointed um, in Jangir Tareen, that, that he was actually supposed to be, uh, be a respectable, educated man. He was one of the oldest uh, members of PTI and one of the oldest, uh, you know, uh, partners, you can say, of Imran Khan, helping him all the way. And then sudden, and, and it was Jahangir Tareen's own words that he said that no matter what they do to try to separate me from him, I will never backstab him. But then the first thing you do is you go and backstab him. So his son is trying to, you know, defend him and make excuses on his behalf, showing that even his son realizes what his father is doing is wrong. But still, you know, so as we know that uh, first, at least two candidates have been forced to withdraw because they want that Jahangir Tareen should run unopposed, like how they want Maryam Nawaz to run unopposed so that he can get into the National Assembly. And the recent most was Ifat Sumru, who, as we know, went missing, but then she came back. Um, she came back uh, on 5th of February, on the night of 5th of February, that's the day before yesterday at night. But after that, nobody heard any announcements from her. So most probably, again, she too has been forced to withdraw. But again, the PTI people, because they already are expecting such things, they have backup. They immediately uh, put up uh, Rao Qasim, who was their backup in case Ifat had to withdraw. And so now he uh is the the candidate in her place right um now we have uh again sanam javed it's very similar to you know sanam javed who disappeared and after she withdrew from the elections but in her stead then she nominated another pti candidate um mia shahzad farooq this is the same mia shahzad farooq who when he was illegally detained his young son ammar uh, succumbed to death 
uh, you know, uh, when he fell into depression and then he became ill and he couldn't see his father, he couldn't find his father, and then he finally passed away. So this is a very strong candidate. Um, and we can understand why Sanam Javed would say that, yeah, you know, or PTI would say that, yes, okay, if Sanam Javed is forced to withdraw, then we have a better backup. So, yes, because even as we speak, he he is being blackmailed, he's being cajoled, he's being tempted, he's being pressured to drop out, but he is standing straight up. Um, according to uh, Imran Khan, uh, the journalist, PTI has a strategy in place to counter the Lodra move in case anything else happens and that they will announce it right at the end when nobody can do anything about it. So let's hope, fingers crossed there. Although I think maybe that the strategy was really just that, um, them bringing their backup Rao. So now 70% uh, young people have stated that they will vote again, coming back to that, because as I said, Gallup survey was trying to say that, oh, 70% of people are disillusioned in this, but actually amongst the young people, 70% of them have stated that they will vote. And again, these are those people who are not linked to any tribe, any fraternity system, any, you know, um, jirga system or whatever it is, the systems that people try to use in the in the pocket areas of Punjab and the northern areas. And all. Well, northern areas, as I said, is all PTI anyway. Um, so, yeah, so because, because KPK is a very, very, very strong rival, and it cannot be easily controlled by the government. People are actually thinking that maybe, as I said, first people were thinking that, you know, maybe we can do the elections of uh, Punjab and Sindh and all, and then, you know, we will not do the elections of Balochistan and KPK the same day. We will first announce the focus results, you know, and then we will disillusion them and then we will, you know, but no, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the election is definitely going to be held on the same day for the whole country, the general elections. And KPK, then their second, somebody else is talking about a second alternative that they might then try to force a governor Raj on KPK so that they can control it. But how will the people of KPK react to that? Now, that is something that is worth seeing. Because believe me, these are not people that are going to back down. Now that they've just stood their ground, they are definitely, these are, remember, these are people who are, you know, warriors, basically. The people of Balochistan, the people of KPK, the Northern Area people, these are people who actually know how to fight. And they have Imran Khan's back. So this is going to be an interesting fight. Um, now, the, the female population, let's talk about the female population. We have 46% um, of the uh, total female population that are actually able to vote, as in that they actually are part of the electorate, uh, in the sense that they, they have an ID and they can vote. Because we have a lot of females in Pakistan who are not allowed to vote or don't have IDs. You know, again, these are those people who are from the remote areas, from the small villages and from certain pockets of remote areas in the in the country. So they they do not come out and vote. As I said, yes, uh, separate polling stations for women have been set up. But again, there are women who just do not even have an ID card, so they cannot vote. Okay, some of them have lost their ID card and Nadra is just not in the mood to replace their ID card. Plus, you know, there's also one thing that the uh, Nawaz Sharif people are trying to do. As you know, Punjab police is literally under Nawaz Sharif. So Punjab police is not a government body 
uh, as such it is it is taking money from us we are the ones paying them from our taxes but they're working for Nawaz Sharif and his family and they have been ordered to stop uh, young people especially boys as we said you know because the young candidates are the biggest danger to Nawaz Sharif and to the state managers so they have ordered the Punjab police that they should stop um, young boys who are on bikes you know young men who are on bikes and they should uh, make up some sort of a story and issue a chalan and you know find them and then you know take their id cards so basically the point is that we should confiscate the id cards of the younger people of pakistan so that the first time voters so that they do not vote um so that is also in operation um, so as a result, you know, messages are being circulated to everybody that they should be careful not to go on their bikes. And if they do have to go on their bikes, then they should not take their ID cards with them so that it should not be confiscated. Um, so here we have it. Now, here's another thing that they are thinking that because women, uh, the, the voting percentage, you know, for women, the female voters percentage is so low. Um, they're thinking that, you know, uh, maybe somehow they can manipulate that. But no, actually, again, contrary to that, you will see a rise. The fact that the Baluchi women came out like that, that is in itself, it is going, it's telling you something, right? The fact that Zartaj Gul, you know, uh, was not allowed to campaign and she went to the local market and thought, okay, I'll campaign here. And she was literally surrounded by police, all men all men police and they thought that they could get away with that again this is the northern areas you're talking about you can't get away with such things um so the people when they saw what was going on they didn't even know she was there but when they saw the police there then they started wondering what was going on and when they saw that she was standing right in the middle or sitting you can say right in the middle uh very calmly while she was surrounded by a you know a pack of wolves in police uniform um then the people started berating the police they started yelling at the police. They scolded the police. They're like, you people are, you know, animals and you are traitors and you don't even know who you're working for. And, you know, so you've lost it. You're insane. And they just pulled her out of there. So the public literally pulled Zartaj Gul out of there and they did not allow the police to even move or even peep. So there, these are the kind of scenes that now people are witnessing. Actually, this is something that the state is witnessing, that the people, the people are protecting their candidates, as we have seen time and again um, throughout this these campaigning uh, times. We have seen that whereas people cannot be bothered with Nawaz Sharif and Rizadari, in fact, people are literally flagging them down and telling them that you need to get lost. But at the same time, these same people, they are trying their level best to protect PTI workers, to protect their candidates. And yeah, the the women march who were said who were asleep. They also finally came out. I was wondering where the frack they were, but they also finally came out. They seem to have woken up from their freaking slumber. And they started, uh, you know, talking about how the Idrit case, you know, the marriage legality status case of Imran Khan was, uh, a, you know, a direct hit against, it's not just Islam, but against the women. Because in Islam, the rights that the women have been given, this is just, you have just gone against it. In fact, you know, uh, they've not just been hit by uh, people in Pakistan and religious scholars in Pakistan, but even the Saudi religious scholar who is, you know, one of the most, um, you can say, he is one of the most 
renowned scholars in the world and he's somebody who uh, literally ha has expertise you can say he has reached that level where he has knowledge information and expertise uh, in religion religious laws and religious matters and so somebody asked him um, to comment on this case and its verdict and the Saudi religious scholar Asim al-Hakim um, he also decided that this was worth giving his comment on. So he obliged them with his reply. And he said, and I quote, there is no such punishment in Sharia. If this was a mistake, it can be rectified and the contract can be done again. But when the judiciary system is corrupt and follows the politicians, then you can be convicted for drinking apple juice. They have sold their souls to the devil. Now, this is a smack, okay? This is a veritable smack in the face of the state managers. This is a smack in the face of the judge. This is a smack in the face of our uh, uh, Nawaz Sharif and his daughter. This is a smack in the face of our army and establishment that, you know, that you people, it's, he has so openly, he didn't even mince his words. He very openly said that when the judiciary system is corrupt and follows the politicians, then you can be convicted for drinking apple juice. They have sold their souls to the devil. Kudos, man, kudos. That's exactly what we believe. That when you are corrupt and for material gains and for material benefits, you decide to even go against your own religion and its laws and you defy God with your decisions. You pretend to be God because your masters, the Americans, proclaim to be gods. So, you know, then this is what happens. Um, so, you know, uh, and that, that actually leads me to Bushra Bibi as well. And just look at what she very neatly did. Um, because they were trying to use her, you know. Um, she was, when, when she was sentenced, they uh, suddenly decided that they will not keep her in Adiala jail and that they will take her home. And they literally, literally uh, trespassed already, uh, you know, on her premises they have locked her in her room and they've taken over the whole house. They're, they're marching in and out of the house, which is again against Islam and it is against the law. But anyway, because they've declared the house to be a jail, so they have locked, they locked her up in the room and they've taken over the whole house. They've hijacked the whole house, basically, and she's hostage. So, uh, but they thought that they would create an image, a false narrative in front of the people where they would say that, oh, see, you know, she's being treated as a privileged princess and she's, you know, in, in her, she's an under house arrest and all. So Bushra Bibi uh, actually just overturned that. She flipped the table. And how did she do that? She sent a request through her lawyer that she should be treated like everybody else. And her husband is in jail and the PTI workers are in jail. The female workers are in jail. And so it is only right that she also be transferred to Adiala jail to be with the rest of them. Um, and that she does not want any privileged treatment and she does not even agree to it. And in her, um, as far as she's concerned, this whole verdict of uh, placing her under house arrest um, is wrong and should be revoked. Now, um, this just again, you know, poured water uh, on the plans of uh, Nawaz Sharif, thinking that he would use that to manipulate people against her. So she literally effed them. So uh, now I would like to see how you're going to propagate that. Are you going to propagate that as another deal? Yeah, right. As if the people are actually listening to you. Um, 
yes, we still have, unfortunately, 2% of our population that are stupid enough and moronic enough to still vote for Nawaz Sharif and PPP. They, they make no mistake, but that, that is really 2% of our population. And they're all those who, again, follow that, you know, that fraternity system and that tribal system and that they don't care that he's wrong because they, you know, it's just part of their, you know, family lineage or something that they've inherited that they have to vote for him. So that is it. They know he's wrong, but they have to vote for him. So we have these kind of stupid people everywhere in the world, in every country anyway. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, keeping now all of this in mind, okay, so even if you're talking percentages, if you're talking youth, if you're talking, uh, you know, <clears throat> all of that, if you're talking even about, okay, yeah, so you would say that uh, cabinet, the, the cabinet committee, has also, uh, you know, you know, they gave a, they gave this approval to this bogus investigative committee where they said that you would reinvestigate uh, in detail the 9th May operation. <clears throat> now they're trying to say uh, that, you know, uh, a foreign entity worked with uh, Imran Khan in order to, uh, you know, create that incident, uh, that this was a planned conspiracy and blah, blah, blah and all. So basically, they're trying to mix what Imran Khan had already said, that there was a foreign element involved. Uh, but they're trying to remove the name of the army and put the name of Imran Khan in that. So we all know that the foreign element was America, and we all know that the domestic element was the army. And we know that they were basically trying to create a situation where they could put Imran Khan in jail. And the whole world knows that this was all a false flag operation because the intelligence bureau and the military intelligence had already given their reports on this in which they had very clearly stated that this was actually a conspiracy in which there were uh, fifth columnists involved with foreign elements and that the whole conspiracy was against the public of Pakistan and the PTI workers and Imran Khan. But obviously now they're going to try and, you know, rewrite that whole report and place it in the investigation committee's report saying that, which they've already done, actually, saying that, oh, no, there was a foreign element. Yes, but, you know, they were working with the Khan. Yeah, right. My butt. So uh, keeping all of that now in mind. Uh, you would understand why, you know, they are, what, what exactly is going on. So even if you forget the percentages, you know, the 46% of women and the 40% of youth and, and all that, um, the fact remains that these elections are going to be tricky. And uh, it is true, as I said before, is that we have to act as a nation. The whole nation has to act as one body. OK, so again, as I said, that I would love to boycott the elections. But if the whole nation has decided that they will give it a go, you know, that they will give it a go and they will get, you know, they will help, uh, you know, Imran Khan and PTI and all the workers that but they will help them by actually voting, then yes, then I will vote too. Right. Because, as I said, we have to move as one body. We cannot afford to be divided at this point. The 2% that are going to vote for Imran, uh, for um, Nawaz Sharif and for Zardari and for Diesel, let them go ahead and do it. I don't give a frack, okay? We still have that 86% in any case, you know, that is definitely going to vote for uh, Imran Khan. 
even though, yes, as I said, they are trying to uh, arrest, kidnap, and banish PTI workers, but that, that nobody cares about it anymore. It's too late anyway to do anything, so people are still going to stamp on their symbols. Okay, they are still going to be candidates as far as we're concerned. And there are a few PTI candidates who are in fact too strong to be dealt with. We're banking on those as well, right? So let's see. Let's see what happens. But remember, remember again, I would say, if anybody tries to give this impression that uh, any other political party apart from BTI is gaining momentum, it's a lie, okay? If anybody's trying to give this impression that the independent candidates, which are originally PTI candidates, that they will in future be compromised, it's a lie. If anybody's trying to give the impression that there is um, a very, very low turnout, it's a lie. If anybody tries to give the impression that there was a huge turnout and they all voted for Nawaz Sharif or Zardari or any of those people, it's a lie, okay? Just keep that in mind, okay? It's all a lie. This, what I'm telling you, this is the truth. And the reason I am telling it all in, in English, again, is because we have a lot of, thankfully, thankfully, many of our journalists that managed to flee the country, they are doing their due diligence, they're doing their duty, they are telling the people the truth in the people's own language. They're communicating with the people of Pakistan in Urdu. They're giving them all these statistics. They're giving them all these details. They're giving them every single thing that they need to, right? You have Bajahat Ali, you have Muhyid Pirzada, you have Usama uh, Ghazi, you have uh, Makhdum Shahbuddin, you have three, four others, uh, Sabr Shakir, you know, you, you have them all, okay? And my, what I'm doing as my due diligence is that I am trying to tell the rest of the world who do not speak Urdu the truth, okay? Because I can see how the Western media also gets manipulated, although the Western media has tried to very diligently report on exactly what is going on. But every now and then I have seen how BBC and CNN, Fox News and CNBC and all, how every now and then Sky even, they, you know, because they are, after all, taking dictation from the American government. So every now and then they do do their stuff. Like, you know, Voice of America. Voice of America is a very good example. It was shut down by the illegal government of Pakistan. And then they did a backdoor deal in order to revive them. And so you can see how they've changed their tune. Just look at the change in their tune. Just look at the articles. See how different it is. Um, you know, so uh, now, you know, uh, Voice of America is no longer a trustworthy Peace, you can say this is something that we have to go through and check out quite warily, right? Like their stupid article on the Al Qaeda thing, you know, that, that, that's so, just so stupid, you know. So, I mean, you know, now they are working with the uh, government, uh, you know, to promote the government's narrative. Uh, so, Voice of America is compromised. So, you need to understand, New York Times was always compromised. You need to understand these things. So do not believe in your mainstream media so much. Do not believe in our main, mainstream media at all. Just please check the social media out. If you really want to know what exactly is going on in Pakistan, check the social media out. And because in the social media, as I said, almost everybody is right now speaking in Urdu. They're telling about everything in Urdu. I am 
one of the very, very few. In fact, I have not yet found anybody who is giving this news out in English. And that is why I'm doing this, okay? So I am basically saying it out loud to the rest of the world. Do not get fooled, okay? This is exactly what is going on in Pakistan. And tomorrow is the election day. And tomorrow, after I've gone and voted, I will tell you what happened, okay? Although, as remember, the voters have been asked to sit there all the way till the end to make sure that the ROs don't do anything, to make sure that, you know, the signatures are done right, to make sure that there's no rigging as, you know, while the voting, because as we said, rigging also takes place while you're voting. So to prevent all of that, we have been asked to sit there. Um, not everybody will be able to sit there, to be honest, but a lot of people have made up their minds to hunker down. So let's see again what happens when people choose to hunker down, okay? So this is, uh, inshallah, tomorrow I will definitely try my best to upload the podcast. Remember, I also upload my podcast on YouTube for those who find it easier to go through YouTube. But again, I do not promote or market my YouTube as much. And also because uh, one or two uh, mainstream medias on uh, YouTube suddenly have noticed me and they have sort of, you know, reported to your YouTube censorship and YouTube is very, very promptly working with them to put my content on zero visibility. So keep that in mind, which is why the few people that I do have on YouTube can no longer see my content. They don't even know that I've posted a new content, even though they have pressed the bell icon. So there is that going on. Okay. So please, please just share. It's, it's not that it's because it's me. Okay. Is because this is what is going on in Pakistan and the world needs to know exactly what's going on. Just for this purpose, do share as much as you can with everybody so that nobody, nobody gets to be made a fool of. Okay? This is me signing out. Khuda Hafiz.